No introduction needed, I'm a genius. You know me, I stay G'd up. Bad to go bigger than me. A cold wool cardigan piece. I dress like I could even Jesus. Walk with the phones in my feet. Money gave me OCDs. I stack up the racks for me. The baby boys biting their teeth in. Estimate gold, I'ma feed them. Step out of line, I beat them. Cause you and your daddy not even. Yeah, I would just blow this a million that flow. They wish they with me and I wish that they won't. Do all that shit, nigga, stand on your own. I'm on my own, I can't give it a go bone. Yeah, the racks like I stole them, back up the dough, yeah. Eat my mo, tryna sell me a soul, yeah. 2019, getting rich for the whole yeah. We eating good, no more rice at home, yeah. I make a soap, yeah. I get a wet, wet, talk, don't neck, neck, cool, cool. Welcome to Two Broke for Therapy, a podcast where we talk mental health, life, love, and everything in between. I'm Steven, and I'm so glad to be back for a fourth season of the show to talk to people I find interesting and that have unique perspectives on life. I've personally learned a lot about myself over the past year with the podcast seemingly being over after season three, but I needed that time. I had to reset my mental and creative energy, and I traveled, I met a lot of great people, and I've learned a lot. But that time was very much necessary for me to find interest in almost anything again. I'd been in a creative drought. I felt low on myself, low on the world, and just to be honest, in a scary spot. Thankfully, I'm on the other side of that. It took some time, but I feel more optimistic, balanced, and positive now than I probably have at any other point in my adult life. So I'm very thankful for the time I got to take. And I appreciate everyone who sent me emails or texts or told me in person to keep the podcast going or you miss the podcast. It means a lot. It's hard to maintain the 362nd most popular Bay Area podcast, but believe it or not, It just had to fall by the wayside. But we're back. And I want to say that this is for you guys. And if you've never listened to Two Broke for Therapy before, welcome to it. Kind of think of this podcast as an advice column turned into a podcast. I sit down with people I think are interesting and get to know them a little bit better. And so do you guys. So when we answer the questions, you understand their outlook on life a little bit. You guys submit questions. We answer them. It's that simple. You can do so at twobrokefortherapy.com slash submit or at our Twitter page, TBFT Podcast. So without further ado, let's get into this week's episode of Too Broke for Therapy, in which we kind of break away from our usual format for the first episode because we wanted to do something a little bit special. See, one of the biggest driving forces of bringing the podcast back was a guy called Leonard Roberts, my coworker, friend, and basically brother. He's kind of like a force ghost in my life where even when he's not around, I hear him in the back of my head judging me. He's an unbelievable person, literally, and I couldn't think of anybody else that could interview me quite like him. We sit back, we talk, and he gets to ask me questions that he probably wouldn't get to ask me. I spend about 50 hours a week in a kitchen with this guy working alongside each other, and we basically know everything we could about each other. Outside of his wife, I probably spend the most time with Leonard, and that's saying something. He's a great guy. I hope you guys get to know him. He'll be on the podcast a lot this season, and let's just say, I couldn't have done this podcast without him. So thank you, Leonard. And thank you also to producer Jarrett and Matt Oakley, who does the mix at the end of this episode. It's an unbelievable acid house mix. The guy's been falling in love with a place called The Basement in New York, and this is kind of an accumulation of everything that has inspired him throughout the past couple months. You can check out a link to the full mix in the description of the podcast, and you can find him on SoundCloud at Oakles, O-A-K-L-E-S. Thank you guys so much again for listening, and next week we'll have Leonard on the podcast for an official episode of Two Broke for Therapy, in which we sit down, talk, get to know Leonard, and answer your guys' questions. Till then, enjoy this episode, and ole do it. physically closer to me. I'm sitting here with Leonard Roberts, and I really want him to get a little closer to me. Will you scoot that chair? I hope the audience can hear how creaky that chair is. Like, like that's good. Kind of like we're in a a principal-student type situation. Yeah, because you got the fucking good chair. I do have the good chair. This actually, um, shout out to Sam Hart. Uh, We miss you. Rest in peace. Uh, His father works for a chair company. 
he gave Sam this chair. When nice. Sam moved, he said, I can't bring this chair. That's a nice chair. And that's what I'm talking about. I, I love it. I can lean back. I can do everything I want to do. Good lumbar. It's good. You know, I have got a bad back. I'm actually, you know, sitting here with someone that I appreciate a lot, Leonard Roberts, just to get an official introduction. I did a proper introduction, but third, I'm following Third of his name. Third of his name. Uh, Trey, as he's known in his family. Uh, that is, the white version of that would be Trip. I think that we've, uh, yeah, like yeah, triple. We yeah, 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 we've yeah. talked about this. Uh, I wish there was uh, a way that I could be utilized as a tray because I'm Stephen the third. Yeah. But I we have different middle names, so it offsets the junior that's part. Weird. Is that a British thing? Uh, that's a Texas thing, I believe. Uh, my Texas. father is from Texas. Yeah, I don't even know if that's a official thing not to be oh, a yeah, junior, yeah. but in our family, it's some weird rule. You don't want to smell that microphone, by the way. I mean, <laughs> if I'm gonna have it this close, I, I think I should. I have no. every right to smell it. Um. They haven't been used that much, clearly. Uh, <laughs> Too Broke for Therapy, season four. So, yes, Leonard, we work together. We do. We are going to get into the proper podcast format next week. I'm glad to have you here. This is going to be season four of Too Broke for Therapy. You have been someone who has pushed me to do the podcast again. Somebody has to. Somebody has to. There's been a couple people for sure. And shout out to everybody who has even sent me like a message to say keep doing it or... Just anything of that nature. It's been uh, it's been cool to know that people actually like care about this. And obviously, it's been a while. There's been multiple things that have like led up to me not doing the podcast, but I'm back and hopefully back for a while. And the first two episodes of the season, which is what we're about to dive into with you and me, is you're going to actually interview me today and kind of warm me up for a new season of the podcast as well as kind of get to know me a little bit better. We spend pretty much every day together. Every day. Every day. We work together all day, damn near nine and a half hours, ten hours a day. We are probably around each other more than we're around anybody else. You have a great wife. Shout out to Corey. Shout out. Shout out to Corey. She's working um, right now making that money. She's working right now, and that's uh, beneficial to us because we get to do this, and we always hang out on Tuesday nights because of that, which has been a great uh, addition to our lives. And, you know, we've done a lot of things from play basketball against nine-year-olds mm-hmm. uh, to playing foosball in Northern California mm-hmm. just for the atmosphere at a Shake Shack. Well, went to Marin County. You got to go to Marin let's, County. Let's get some Shake Shack and play some foosball. Yeah, I smoked. I ran into a bar to get a like a barbecue lighter from somebody so Do I can light a joint. That? No, I gave it back. I, I had to give it back. I wish good I, Samaritan. Yeah, I'm a good Samaritan. The guy was a good Samaritan. Trust me. He was like, yeah, man, go and take it. I think he knew what I was, t- I think he knew what I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we spend basically all of our days together and I probably know a lot about you. You know a lot about me, but there's probably things you still want to know about me as well as you having, you know, Corey in your life. You have me in your life. I'm sure she's jealous of me at some times. Yeah. Yep, of course. Her I, eyes aren't as gorgeous as yours. Well, thank you. So, I've been told. Yeah, My yeah. dimples, too. It's a, it's a well, whole Well, she thing. has dimples. You she has dimples? Oh, yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. I'm That's into for that. me. That's for no, you. No, you better not be into uh, that. I'm, okay. Yeah. I'm pulling back. I'm pulling yeah. back. Next week, Jarrett, the producer, will be here. We'll get some good video. We'll do this at work. I'll interview you. Do the standard. Too broke for therapy structure, which people have come to love, but today's going to be more freestyle. you just kind of asking me a couple Free, questions. Freestyle king. Freestyle king. You are the freestyle I am, king. I am one half of Super Freestyle Brothers. Well, I am... We'll get into that next week because yeah. we're going to play some tracks. I actually oh, yeah. would love to play a couple tracks and That's discuss right. some bars. I've written some yeah. bars down. Yeah. Yes. And next week we will dissect Leonard's bars live on the podcast. Yeah, the world needs to hear the it. The world needs to hear it. Check it out. Too Broke for Therapy. <laughs> Always dissecting people's bars. Mm-hmm. Except not on Dissect, which is a great podcast. Shouts out to Dissect. They, um, I think he just released what season five is going to be. Oh, we yeah. got to check that out. We'll I, find didn't, out I didn't look at it. Hopefully it's a Young Thug album. That would be beautiful. Maybe. I wish. Maybe. <laughs> the that'd Barter be, Six. That would be funny hearing him like dissect it. Oh, I, you know, he'd be like, Young Thug said, diamonds be flooding my wrist to mean there's so many diamonds that my wrist looks like a flood. He, he'll dive deeper into that. He'll, uh, hopefully, uh, yeah. He usually does. He's talking about the Chattanooga River. <laughs> really? Yeah. I didn't, I never heard yeah. a Chattanooga reference. Chattanooga River, man. One of my favorite city it's names. too many beavers out there. It's. Too many dams, it's flooding all the time. Really? Like his wrist. Yeah. See? There well, you go, man. Thug. Shout out to yeah. Thug. Yeah, Wow. Yeah. Just to take a moment of silence to remember how great that guy is. Beautiful. So let's get into it, Leonard. I'm going to let you ask me some questions, and yeah, yeah we'll just ask, hang out for a little bit. Range. It depends. Okay. Well, I cannot wait can for you, you. Can you take a punch? I can take a punch. Well, then let's let's get into it. Let's get into so, it. So off top, we're doing this podcast. What what 
made you want to start a podcast? I feel like everybody's doing podcasts. Yeah. What was it about Stephen Baker's life? Um, so I started my first podcast actually in like 2010. It was called uh, Podcast Radical. It was a bunch of kids sitting around a Yeti blue microphone, um, one that you're familiar with. Yeah. We would basically just get hella stoned and sit in my friend's garage and just kind of talk shit, do bits, make fun of each other. So, stuff I still have on SoundCloud, which is actually kind of funny to go back in retrospect and listen to how fucking ridiculous we all were when we were like 20, 21. But I started that podcast and we kept it up for like maybe 15, 16 episodes. And I moved up to San Francisco, kind of grew up a bit. I was with my friend Ben at the time, who was the first uh, co-host of the podcast with me in season one, and we were just hanging out at his house like a couple days before Easter, and we were talking about things that we wanted to achieve. He's someone who, as listeners to the podcast know, is someone who is like very positive thinking, pushing people forward to their goals and what they want to do, and he was like so about pushing people and like helping people get to where they wanted, so I told him I would love to start a podcast. I haven't done one in a while, um, something that I think we don't talk about enough and like do is put our phones down and discuss like actual topics. So we have people submit questions. I gave him the whole concept of the show and he was like, wow, I love that. Let's like do it. Where'd the uh, name too broke for therapy come from? Uh, I made a Squarespace page, not a sponsor, future sponsor. Hopefully uh, I made a Squarespace page, use comedy bang bang as the code to get like my first year, like 50% off. Yeah, I needed a placeholder for the website, and it said title. I literally put Too Broke for Therapy, and it stuck. I showed them the website, and I was like, oh, it's just kind of a placeholder, and everyone was like, no, that's solid. And funnily enough, Comedy Bang Bang, the code I used, the host of that podcast, Scott Ackerman, who just directed um, the Between Two Ferns movie that's out, which is fucking phenomenal. I started to watch that. Oh, that's my recommendation. Yeah. If yeah. We'll get into those at the end of the show, but for sure. He, at Comic-Con, was like, I, I was at his panel and I told him that I started a podcast and I told him the title. He asked what the title of the podcast was. I said, Too Broke for Therapy. And he was like, that's a good title. I got a whole panel of people. Yeah. And, and it Corey said the it same sticks. thing. When yeah. I told her the name, she was like, hmm, that's a good title. I don't know. It just it just works. I'm good at titles, I guess. I have no idea. But it it's stuck and it's kind of become a thing. And the TBFT like abbreviation kind of looks good. I like the four-letter format of that and everything. So, yeah, I started the podcast and kind of waves like it would be I had Ben we pushed and then he moved to LA then we took like three months off Trevor moved up to San Francisco we did maybe 12 15 episodes really fun uh the podcast speed was different it wasn't so much like driven with like people's stories and experiences and stuff like me and Trevor were just having fun with people which was great because that's when I have someone to bounce off of like that it's always beneficial to me because I just feel so much more comfortable to joke around and whatnot so we had a great season, and then season three was only like four or five episodes, and I just kind of wanted to get into podcasting again, and then my computer took a shit, was waiting for that to restart up, which you obviously pushed me to do, and I've had the money, but just haven't been like on top of it, because why do I need a computer? And I kind of wanted to escape from being in my computer all the time, which is something I was doing, and a year later, got the computer fixed. Needless to say... We're starting the podcast again mainly because I'm in a point of my life where I feel like people don't talk enough about mental health and I don't think people are open enough to one another when discussing things. I feel like actual like human connection is so base level now. I feel like people could learn more about you via your Instagram page than they could just by talking to you for an hour. So I kind of want to break that barrier down and do something a little bit different and also ask people and generally like how I'm going to start every conversation with people now or and I'm trying to figure out the format is how's your mental health whether we wrap it up with that or we start the podcast with that I just want to know where people are and mainly to finish a long ass story that's why the podcast is back is to kind of get myself on a creative push and stuff like yeah, that because I was going to ask you what uh what was something you like wanted to accomplish with yeah. this and like when you said you know people learn more from the Instagram I was just having a conversation with my mom and we we're talking about like just dating you yeah know, she's 52 wow and so you know back in her day when you dated somebody like you knew them you asked for the number you called the house phone as hey mrs jones is your daughter there blah blah you met parents and stuff but nowadays it's just just a whole lot of swiping yep and then people wonder why like relationships don't work that way because it's like you're you're basing it off of an image do you do you feel like it's harder to date now than it was like 10 years ago when you were like in high school? Yeah, uh, 100%. People definitely don't 
you don't meet people or even get like, which is strange because people used to like recommend others to other people. Mm -hmm. You know, it was always kind of like, oh, I've got this this girl. Like, how did you meet Corey? Did you meet her through a friend or did you? We went to school together. We had a couple classes, but she was my sister's friend. Ah, my sister and I, uh, we're like the same age because like we have like two different moms. My dad's like, whatever. We're getting that next podcast. Yeah, next podcast. uh, Yeah. So they were friends. And then so because they're friends, like she would like come over to the house and stuff. And I'd be like, yo, girl, like, what's up? You playing? But she wasn't feeling me because I had no facial hair. Wow. Really? Is that a thing? Is that why you always have a goatee? It's that is definitely either a goatee or like at least a mustache when I I cut the beard. But uh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like I like the goatee. I, I think it's I think it's playing. Once I got uh, the facial hair, you know, the women, they the clout started yeah, to, to rise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, wow. oh, that's a man right there. Wow. I mean, I'm kind of the same. I uh, was recently told by somebody that, oh, you should grow your facial hair out. I think it would look good. And I'm I told like, you that like last year. Yeah. And you've you've told me that a lot. People yeah. tell me that I'm kind of like, you don't like my my fucking face. Like, no. what are you trying to say? You got a weird chin. I It's the Baker cleft, man. The weird yeah. chin. What? Yeah. This is a signature yeah. thing. It's, it's weird, right? But if you grow the beard, like the beard. Will really make harness it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. No. So I'm not living my full potential. If you absolutely will not. Okay. All right. Well. Yeah. Well, thank you. It, it's back. It's in full effect. Yeah. You know, the beard is here. It will probably stay for a while. So I appreciate the compliment. Basically, I think that dating, just to finish that thought up, is at a standstill where it's like very hard to find like a natural occurrence. And if you do, it's something to take notice and definitely something to pursue. But it depends on the person too because you could click with somebody and just kind of skip all the bullshit because you're not seeing everybody that's out there. Mm. And if you source somebody just by doing what everyone else is doing but you end up actually having a you know decent connection, you might want to follow that trail too and it doesn't really matter how people meet each other now. And I think that that's the biggest thing is people put up blockades and limitations and stuff. Like the original podcast was actually going to be me signing up for Bumble and just telling horror stories of what the fuck happened. Mm-hmm. And that was four fucking years ago. Like, yeah, just not focusing on that and, like, trying to, like, meet people organically has kind of gone by the wayside and people, you know, have to fall into the dating app life and it can make it easier and harder because you never know what that other person is up to outside of what's going on with you. And it's not, like, a big stress, but it's just a general stress, I think, that comes from dating apps because it's just accessible to find another partner so easily don't you feel like it's it's harder to get to know somebody that way or do you because the way the way like the way Corey and i we met like we we i wouldn't call us friends but we knew about each other Mm -hmm. you know she was my sister's friend yeah so we knew about each other so then when we started dating we already knew about a little bit about each other you knew each other smelled like yeah yeah exactly more so me than her yeah I can smell you right now. Can you? Yeah, well, you no, biked I all could, the way here. Well, I had a long day at work, too. Yeah, no, it's okay. I've been mm-hmm. wearing these drawers since. Oh, 5.30 in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in a whole other fucking, yes. not the <laughs> Bay Area. <laughs> yeah, I would say, like, generally, if you know that the other person thinks you're cute, I think that the initial, like, stress is gone, almost. It's like, I'm here, you're here, <laughs> we're both in an awkward situation, let's work it out. And I think it's about finding people that you could work out those awkward situations with. Because I can imagine going on like a Bumble date or something and being like, hope and pray that you can sync up with somebody. So what the fuck is Bumble? Bumble is... I'm, I'm about 10 years you're, removed. Yeah, you're 10 years from removed dating. from everything. <laughs> um, Bumble is a dating app, but instead of Tinder where people can talk to each other as they choose if they match, um, the girl, if you match, has to speak to you first. Mm. It's... Very man friendly and female friendly in the same way because Uh they really have the pick of the litter and then, you know, it's up to them to really initiate something. If they swiped on you by accident because they're just humming or buzzing through Bumble, then all of a sudden you pop up. It's like, oh, okay, well, I don't have to talk to this guy or he can't hit me up. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like a safety net in that aspect. But I think it's a little bit better. Have you reached any form of success on that? Uh. I only used it for a certain amount of time. I've actually like since deleted it. I would say, yeah, I would say that it has led like to stress in my life, but only like, it's just, it's more insecurities based on like my own self than it is about Mm -hmm. anything else. You know what I mean? It's just like, I can't be in like that kind of chaotic of world of there's just so many people out there trying to like fuck or hang out and stuff like that and it's I don't have that much time as it is and if I do I'd rather like commit it and spend time with 
like one or two or whatever people depending on what the situation is at the time which that sounds like a great situation i don't even know how i thought of that because that's never been a situation i'm in but uh, it's never too late it's never too late to just juggle six women you know that'd be terrifying to me Absolutely. It's like some Don Draper yeah. shit. I don't, I don't have enough. Yeah. I don't smoke cigarettes. I don't. I can't cool the stress <laughs> levels down. So yeah, but I would say it's definitely like easier just by breaking the initial wall of like, oh, we both know that we like mutually find each other attractive. Mm. So what what anxieties about dating do you have? Wow. Okay. Uh, Leonard has sliced one layer deep into my onions. Oh, I told I, you. I know. Uh, insecurities for me like purely stem off of like my life experiences as a child like my parents uh cheated on each other a lot growing up so that kind of affects my like general outlook and um yeah there's like i'm trying to think of the lyric i'm always trying to think of like a rap bar for it but fuck your bitch no it's not fuck your bitch what stresses me out the most outside of like those initial things that i just stated is the fact that like, especially on apps and stuff like that, someone could constantly be looking for someone better than you. And it's not that I don't have confidence in myself. And obviously, like, you know, I've been working a lot on self-confidence, trying mm-hmm. to be more physically fit, eating better. You know, I eat an apple a day. I ride my bike 14 miles a day most of the time, uh, depending if I take BART or not, if I'm feeling a little bit sluggish. But yeah, that usually is just like a confidence thing. It's all like internal issues. It's not like, people are even doing things it's just like more like oh i always feel like someone is looking for a better alternative to myself and i think that that like stresses me out the most because especially on those apps and stuff it's so easy like you can find someone that captivates you just from a photo and then Mm -hmm. they meet them and it's just like bomb bomb you never know so yeah like trying to get out of that worry hole it just depends on the person and how comfortable i am with them so how do you like deal with that thing i try not to be so optimistic about things overcharge be like wow this is actually super great and i think that if i like lower my expectations then my reality will possibly be better that's like a you know my tattoo literally Mm. is to keep like an idea and like control on those is like just keep everything simple don't overthink it and i've been really functioning well i would say for the most part in dealing with that by keeping that like optimistic outlook of like everything's fine just you do you they do them and then things reconnect you like hang out it's like there's no negative energy there to like stimulate any negative you know ongoings or happenings i read a book called you've read a book is it the charlemagne book no i read i read that one i'm going to read oh you know what i should give you uh because it's a second book oh a second book yeah uh shook once my anxiety's playing tricks on me oh yeah yeah, yeah. i've I seen him like, promote that yeah yeah i i got it for Corey because she suffers from like anxiety and stuff i mean I feel like we all do like everybody we gets all anxious but um we all do we all have different ways but i got it for her because she got me his first one black privilege and i read it and i loved it so it's like oh she should read bon, this bon. one you know but um she hasn't read it <laughs> got it to her got it for her for christmas uh, just like a woman, she doesn't appreciate the the thoughtful gifts that men get her. Oh, wow. um, hey, no, no, it's <laughs> yeah. great. We'll, so, we'll we'll get into yeah, that later. So I might, I'm thinking about reading that. I might read that one next, and then when I'm done, I'll you know, pass it over. Yeah, I, yeah. I might be, I might be interested. The book I was gonna say before was called The Art of Happiness. It's featuring the Dalai Lama and some other guy who's like a therapist, and he basically interviews the Dalai, Dalai Lama, Lama over like the course of like a couple months and. Uh, they're like in Tibet or overseas somewhere and then like he was like out here and he kind of like follows him and then like they have conversations and I feel like for people with like anxiety like the way you have it uh, like a kind of like Buddhistic mindset might like help that. Buddhistic yeah it's it's more so about finding like inner peace mm-hmm. and then like connecting with people just on like a people to people level like we're all strands and like a big quilt that is the universe, you know, and I feel like if you read that, that might help you with just your like your overall angst about like anything. It's like when your worst nightmares manifest themselves of like me actually being cheated on and stuff mm. like that. It's just like all of those things build up and it's just trying to beat those demons back. And I think that I've been doing the best possible job I can be doing, especially over the last year, which has been like, you know, since may when i went to europe and had a great time and spent time just kind of being out of san francisco for a while which i think is like something that gave me a lot more of an energizing like life boost 
and even going back to New York again and stuff like that, that just gave me such a positive push that like I haven't really started feeling down again until recently, but now the podcast is starting again and I'm getting more optimistic about like pushing this forward and trying to make it the best it can be. And this is like our second time trying to even record this because last yeah. week we showed up without the wires to yeah. either mics. We both brought mics <laughs> and we both fucked up the same problem, yeah. uh, which is pretty funny. And then, I mean, shit, today you even rode your bike after work. And I mean, we both worked hell yeah. long. You worked longer than me. I can't even believe that. We both rode our bikes here, you know. So just dedicating myself to something and making it happen. And that's like the key, I think. I have made like a list of like daily things I wanted to like do and accomplish just to make like myself feel better and just to get like in the habit of doing things. Some of the things I fell off. Uh, one thing I'm actually happy I kept up was just taking the dog out. Oh, yeah. Because he he needs that because he's always God, like, you're married and a dog dad. God, yeah, there's so many things that I said. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a step dog. Actually, that's you like, are. You're like a he's he's the dog is like my brother in law. <laughs> it's, my, it's my father-in-law's dog that he that he got from the divorce. It is the most yeah. removed dog you can have. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so just you know, taking him out in the morning, taking him out at night. You know, he's anytime he see like he sticks to me. You wow. know, any like anywhere I go, oh, I love that loyalty. He's, he's literally like following me. Like even after like normally it's because he wants to go out and uh, you know. You're, you're the access. You yeah, are yeah. the gatekeeper. Yeah, he knows. I feed him. I take him out. But we can dive into that later. I, Do I, you? Oh. Yeah. So, and then, like, he helps me, too, like, with when I, like, want to, I just want to relax. Jumps on my lap. I rub him. He's, Do a, you? he's an anxiety dog. Yeah. He's a, what is it called? Uh, an emotional, emotional support. support yeah, yeah. Emotional support <laughs> dogs love me. They can sense whatever's going mm-hmm. on. Yeah. <laughs> and dogs are great for that. Do you, because um, you can't have pets here, huh? No, which is sad, but at the same time, that's like what my plants are for. You guys can't really see in the periscope, but I've got plants in my room. I take care of them once a week. I never noticed that. That's crazy. Yeah, I've got a lot. There's even cactuses over there and whatnot. Um, What about like a bonsai tree? You ever thought about like doing that? No, bonsai tree. If I was going to do a bonsai tree, I'd just start growing weed, man. Really? What? 100%. But why not a bonsai tree? What do you mean? Like, because think think about it. Because weed's legal now. I could just grow weed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But- Weed is like another thing. Like you can just buy weed Go and just on. like smoke it. But you can like if you have a bonsai tree. Like think about how like player that sounds. Like yeah, you know you're at a bachelor party. That is girl. baller. Slide I'm at a bachelor party. Bachelor pad. Did oh, I say okay. party? I don't know if you said party, but I'm. Like, I have a, a I'm getting weird to that age. speech impediment. No, we both have speech impediments. I mean, more so you than I. <laughs> yeah, fucking hell. Trust me. <laughs> I dated a speech pathologist, and uh, I was like a walking experiment for her. Yeah? Yeah, like four years ago. I was did like, she have like... She was writing her thesis on me, I think. Did she give you like braces for your tongue or something? Like how does... No. She liked to suppress me, but just not uh, orally. <laughs> <laughs> I, had to, I had to give the mic a sniff. <laughs> you said I no, saw it. I saw it. I yeah. saw it. I was like, it's in my face. I got to see it. Well, I was going to say, like, uh, where did all your, like, because you listen to, like, a lot of stuff from Pink Floyd. I don't listen to, to any Pink Hootie Floyd. The, and the Blowfish. I've listened to, to Young Thug. Yes. And Marvin Gaye and Marvin Alanis Gay. Morissette. You Gotta know, hit where, where did all, like, where did it come from? Just started listening to music as much as I could when I was a kid. I think we kind of grew up in the greatest generation to, like, discover music. We were all in high school when Pandora came out. And that was like your only app you could have on your phone to listen to music outside of your iTunes. So you'd turn it on, you'd put in one artist, and then you'd discover five more. And for me, I always listen to jazz and like classic rock and stuff with my dad, a lot of folk music and stuff. My middle name is Dylan because of Bob Dylan um, and whatnot. Didn't he marry his daughter? No, that's Woody Allen. What's the difference? Bob Dylan is not a guy who married his daughter. My mom, I asked my mom recently how I was born because uh, someone asked me about my horoscope, which is something that I don't necessarily approve of because every time someone asks me like what my sign is, I always like say it's the one that everyone gives you a big like. <sighs> you're you're you a Gemini, right? I'm a Gemini, exactly. Yeah, you're the same as Corey. That's why. That's why I feel like we get along because I know because that, you're around me. Yeah, and I know that. You're crazy. I am crazy. You're like, so you don't crazy. make sense. And my mom's birth was even crazier. Her water broke after leaving a Bob Dylan concert with my dad at oh. like 4.20 a.m. That's what she texted me. Nice. And then that's when I was born. So like my mom's water broke at like midnight, took me to the hospital that she worked at. Did did her water really break or did Bob Dylan just get her really wet? 
I don't know. I mean, what year was this? Ninety two. I don't know if Bob Dylan was still getting women wet then. I don't know where to go. You know, I don't think people. I mean, my mom. If there's anyone, or 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 at least making her pussy throb. (laughs) Shouts out to that (laughs) meme. (laughs) Um, But yeah, my musical taste just kind of. I like listening to different things. I like to respect people's recommendations. If they send me something, Mm -hmm. I like to be like, okay, I'm gonna check this out. And if I like it, like I'll probably find something similar. And most of the time, like, we both work at a place where we listen to an absurd amount of music because yeah. there's a playlist. If you've worked at any job where you listen to a playlist all day, you're going to pick up on a couple songs that you've never heard and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to that song come mm-hmm. on. And that's happened a hundred times. I mean, that's how we got really into Blood Orange. That's yeah. how I even got into Steve Lacey, really. Just stuff like that, like listening to music and just, like, letting it repeat. Tierra Whack is obviously yeah. our, like, holy uh-huh. grail of being like, who is this? Yeah, she's dope. And she's yeah, dope. She's yeah. unbelievable. So the fact that, like, I can go to work and discover music or we listen to new music on Fridays and stuff like that and try to like see what's coming out, who's hot, who's not. And the fact that we discuss music every day at work Mm. is crazy too. We have a thing which I hope we'll have an episode where you, me, and David just try to like set the top 15, but we have a hip-hop tier ranking list that's so complicated (laughs) that we can't get into because there's so many We've spent weeks weeks talking about it. Just structuring it. Yeah. And it's like argued in circles uh, all around the globe. Let's just say the best rapper of all time that we go by in our list is Jay-Z. Jay-Z. And we kind of grade everybody else based around his greatness, Mm -hmm. but based on their own merits alone as well. It's a sliding scale system that makes no goddamn sense because it's all based (laughs) off of preference. Arbitrary, (laughs) as Chef would call it. Uh, As Chef would call it. Arbitrary ass dumb (laughs) system. He's just a grumpy old man. He's because he's around us. I would make my, I make, I feel grumpy all the time being around us. You hear music and it's all about like the vibe it gives you. Like I, when I tell people I like country music, they look at me like, no, you don't. Shut the fuck up. Because, you know, I'm this black guy with you know, <laughs> these these matted dreads. dreads, you know. So it's like, what? Who do you like? And then, you know, I, I tell them, like, all right. Well, yeah, that's, g- give, that's me, not give really. me three give me three country people that you like. I mean, Chef gets mad at me when I say this. But, you know, Blake Shelton. Okay. Legend. Florida, yeah, legend. Florida Georgia Line. You got Billy Ray, you know, My Achy Breaky Heart. That is a classic. You, but, you know, I knew that back when it, you know, yeah, you that did. was like the 90s and stuff. I was like, this shit go hard. Yeah. You know, I wasn't playing it because I, I couldn't control the radio. Is Old Town like, Road in there? Old Town Old Town Road is a slap. I think but, it's, really? it's a certified slap. I, it's, and it's, it's country, a, too. It is a yeah. historical song. Yeah. I would still say Nelly's country song is better. Nelly has... Uh, a song with Florida Georgia Line. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I know. I'm thinking the one with Toby Keith. I think or Carl Urban. He's he's you been let producing. Me on in my yeah. Head. yeah, yeah. I think about that it over slaps. and over again. Yeah. I think about it over <laughs> and over again. And I have no yeah. idea what Nelly says that whole song. It's only my head. It is holding my head. We need to do a cover. I can't of that. change it. Well, I can't <laughs> shake it. No. <laughs> is Nelly yeah. still rocking the Band Aid? No. No. I think he got surgery. What was it? He had like a mole, and he was ashamed of it. Like it was one of those moles that had hair, like Austin Powers three yeah, kind yeah, of mole. Mole, yeah, yeah. mole, mole, mole. Was, He was looking crazy, so he had to like put the band aid on it. Wow, hey, respect to him. I don't know how he got all that money. He probably got fake teeth and everything. You got that rich man teeth now. You got those fake teeth. <laughs> I mean, you're looking. Like, <laughs> spent spent a couple bands the, on that's it. That's for the yeah, periscope yeah. visual. Yeah, put, spent a couple bands on it. It it was about time, because I go to the dentist and stuff, and they're always telling me like, I've hey, not been to the dentist since like. I got my wisdom teeth out in 2012. You should probably go. You're going to have to get a deep cleaning. Uh, that's just going to suck. Cleaning. Yeah. So, like, every I time lost. I went, they're like, oh, probably need to get these fixed. You know, I might get infected, this and that. I'm like, you know, they just keep talking shit. So, I'm like, if I could just do it, you know. So, I can, now I can eat, like, chicken wings and, like, get it off the bone. Like, before I can I've do it. I've seen you be able to eat yeah. a lot more confidently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Cereal, munching it down. Yeah, it looks great. I'm glad that you still maintain the gap, too. You've got a little gap, but you were like, they were like, we can fix it. You were like, fuck that. No, no, no. That ain't me. Yeah, I want want that because I might get the, uh, when I get the grill, I might get the bar. Oh, can we get into the grill talk? (laughs) We can't. So you want a grill, Steven. (laughs) I want a grill, too. I have cachet on me. Yeah, you've been saving yeah. up. You've been um, really counting that. Yeah. You've been keeping it. FIFA just came out, so now my, my wallet's getting a little bit lighter. <laughs> but I can tell you the fact that if you get a grill, I have to go and get fitted for a grill the same day. Miss the opportunity. And the fact that now I'm here with you and we're making this money, 
and we're hella s- money. and you're st- and you're hella money and you're s- you know Loki keeping a little bit of the cheddar under the table from your wife, young Ratatouille over here, yeah. young Hefe. I mean, we, we might have to edit this out. We might have to edit this yeah. out. This might be actually, we might be snitching. We might yeah. be six nining ourselves. Yeah, I'm right definitely six. I've always myself. been yeah. six nining myself, yeah. dude. I've been six nining myself since that first gymnastics class. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah, like the fact that we could maintain one of our childhood dreams and get it grill and just like do it for us is it's kind of like our quarter life crisis. It's kind of yeah. like, oh, we should instead of buying a nice car and our midlife crisis, we're buying Man. a grill. Well, I mean, if you're if you're buying a car with grill money, it's oh, like real money. The grill money that I want to spend is not car money. That's true. a that's a car payment. That's true. What about I you? I had a. I think I just want like just something simple. I don't think I want like all like solid. I was thinking about doing like open face, something like with a bar. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, or just like just like two teeth right here. That's really and, dirty. Like, one. That's like some real like dirty south. Yeah. Shit. To backtrack a little bit, dad's from Texas, mom's from the UK. Yeah. What was that like growing up? Because did your mom have an accent? She came out here when she was like young, so she doesn't really have one. No, right? she doesn't have Is, an accent really. What? So what was like? What was like the best part then? Like your best memories? Oh, my best memories. Um, just traveling a lot. My parents were very active people. They liked to take us to the mountains. They liked to take us to. I mean, I saw a lot of people in concert by the time I was fucking four. I'm sure. Like I know I was at a BC Boys concert when I was like two and a half. Yeah, just I got exposure to a lot of things and I got a lot of freedom. I would say that was probably the best part about my youth and something that I would probably carry on to my own kids is like not trying to be too over controlling or overbearing and trying to let people make their own decisions. And they were obviously there as my safety net. And my mom is a, you know, registered nurse. She can treat any wounds. And my dad is a, a weird, weird man that can make me laugh at any moment. So yeah, I would say that it was really just the freedom I had to explore and be myself. And like, if I wanted to go to the beach at age like 11 with my buddy Vincent, like, yeah, we could charge the fucking water. And my dad was like, if he dies in the ocean, that's where he was meant to die, brother. <laughs> like, I don't know. The only thing I never really did is skydiving. Cause I can't trust like my life in someone's folding technique. We should, I've been wanting to do that. We should do that. Yeah. I say we go to a water park first. I'm still trying to get that. We got it. We got to go up to SAC. We got to go to SAC. I want to do a SAC day. I've got a lot of yeah. SAC questions, SAC based questions. No, well, get it. No, Greta you, can, you can ask me all the SAC questions you want. <laughs> but yeah, I would just say the freedom. That was the best part about like my whole upbringing and just being able to be myself and always like follow what I wanted to follow. Like I didn't have a religious guideline growing up. Like mm-hmm. my mom would take us to church out of like British guilt only on Easter or some shit. And we'd have to wear a college shirt. I'd go for the donuts, but like I was a young Christian boy. I went to youth group. I went to, you know, church every once in a while in middle school, early high school. And then I had a bad fucking trip, essentially, even though I wasn't on any drugs. And I like renounced all that kind of stuff for my life for the most part, just because I just didn't feel it. Like, well, so what happened? This is a crazy story. So long, basically to make it quick, we, I was a youth group leader and I was leading the middle schoolers and our high school youth group leaders for us took us to an event in this hellhole of a city called Yorba Linda, California. It was essentially like a, you know, religious talk. There was going to be a guy, a pastor that came and like talked at the end. There was some worship music, you know, and it was definitely more evangelical like you could tell people were like holding their hands up and like moaning what I love to explain to people what it was like is the in scene in Borat there's a moment in Borat where he goes to a church where people are like running down the aisles and like convulsing and he's like he falls in line with that and starts like you know playing into it and he's like shaking on the ground and he's like I need to be blessed you know that is exactly what it was like the music stopped and everyone like kind of calmed down the guy started talking and everyone like would applaud and everyone lined up in a big circle and i just remember he'd walk by and touch people and every time he would touch certain people they would like fall to the ground and convulse and like speak in tongues and some people would be like you know begging him to help their arms and stuff like and i was like yo i don't feel one ounce of what these people feel like like there's no moment when I'm listening to some fucking jabroni in Birkenstocks and cargo shorts play some song about Christ where I'm like, I need to hold my hands up and like praise. And I don't know what it was in my brain or whatever, but that just made no sense to me. And it wasn't that I was upset at other people worshiping and doing what they wanted to do. It was just such a disconnect from like what 
I thought religion was, which was like hanging out with my friends, going to Christian camp to like try to like get a hand job from a girl or something like that to being fucking way more intense. Like people like running down the aisles, like screaming in tongues and like it just it shell shocked me. So like, it was just like a, a sensory overload. It was a sensory overload and I felt none of it. It wasn't even a sensory overload. It was like visually I that's I operate in chaos and uh-huh. that was like so cool for me to see being like, whoa, this is fucking weird. But like in my mind I felt no interest in that moment in like pursuing things like this that make people act so foolishly in my mind as a kid that that was where I dis- I made the disconnect. So was it because you didn't feel anything? Yes, that is like 100%. It. It's because I've never felt an ounce of like passion that those people had and I just think that it was such a it was a gathering, you know, it wasn't like a church putting it on. It was like a bunch of people meeting up. And the fact that, like, some of them were other, like, wild and young life leaders and stuff like that just tripped me out. Like, it was a literal, it was a trip. It was like a bad acid trip. Yeah. It was like fucking eyes wide shut but no mask for fucking. It was just like a weird ass vibe, bro. So did you, like, you did you ever look into, like, other religions at that point? Or was it just like, no, I'm just good. I'm good. Uh, my dad walked into a strip mall once and became like a Scientologist for a month. So that never interests me. Um, they asked him to pay more and he was like, what? (laughs) We don't have too much time left. And I want you to get these questions in because your wife's on her way to pick you up to drive fuck all to the middle of central California. What is it? What does it all mean? What does what all mean? What is it? What does it all mean? It all means having a good time, man. You've got to really, uh, live in moments and you need to like understand that those moments are special and you shouldn't let those things pass you by. You shouldn't be so focused on taking a photo of something at a park, having a laugh and enjoying a sandwich with somebody like be there, try to like, you know, chuckle. And I mean, I take photos of stuff all the time. Like I'm not like opposed to it. It's outside of your phone. It's more of like, just focus on the moment, like enjoy that. This is a positive human interaction part of life. I think it could be, Things that range from relationships, you know, who knows, like a little cute thing here and there. You're laying down with somebody, enjoying being with them. It's like take in and internalize that moment and realize that that's like the human experience. And I think that that is it, right? You just want to live your weird human experience for whatever fucking time you were born in. I think nowadays it's like focus on life and enjoy the moments in between the bigger moments in life and try to make those the special bits. That sounds very Buddhistic. Oh, okay. I'm letting you Buddhistic. know, Buddhistic. You gotta G- give me the book, man. You, you know, if yeah. I maybe you know. I need to go. And it's, oh, it's it's a I'll it's a great Tibet. book because it's not Nepal. Uh, shouts out. Yeah, it's not a Buddhist book. You know, the Dalai Lama he, he said it himself. He's like, yeah, I'm a Buddhist because this is like the right religion for me. Like they're like, hundred times yeah. like, I think it was like three point five billion people on the earth. He's like. There needs to be 3.5 billion different religions, you know, but this is this is the one that found me. This is right for me. This is what works. Beautiful. Stephen Baker, what are you afraid of? What am I afraid of? Yeah, I'm more afraid of the unknown. It's like I'm afraid of uncontrollable situations. Like if I were to be out and about or with somebody and bump into somebody else I don't want to see or even someone that I do want to see, it's like I never know how that moment can go. So I I think like – the things that you unexpect that you don't know are good or might be bad, like I think that that is something that terrifies me just because I, for one moment, am caught off guard because usually I kind of try to – I overthink so much that I kind of like have every scenario in my head already. Yeah, but shouldn't – if you – well, maybe that's the problem is that you think too much. Yeah. And it, it kind of sure. hinders you from going with the flow of things. Like if you run into somebody – that you might have bad blood with, or whatever the case is, you're like, oh, oh shit, and then it's like you're replaying these things in your head rather than erasing, you know, or not erasing, but just not worrying about what happened and like being able to move forward. Do you feel like that holds you back? Mm, yeah, sometimes in the past for sure, not so much the last year. Keep pushing and being positive, and I think that that's like thing that I'm just trying to do the most right now to not be afraid of things too so have you ever felt suicidal 100% yeah when like what what was Um, going on when my parents got divorced I was definitely in a dark place and when I was living in Texas I for sure like just thought about 
well, first off, I thought about just dead ass running away. And then, yeah, there was like, I never thought of the method because that was like the part I'd get to and I'd like be terrified of. But there's like moments for sure where like I would just be laying in bed and being like, I just don't want to be here, which is like a terrifying thought. I love this UK grime artist. I, he's a rapper. I'd call him a grime artist though. Um, there's this UK grime artist called uh, Statman Dave. And he has a song, a whole album called Psycho about like his mental health and stuff like that. And this is where I kind of want to like get to full circle with the podcast. But he kind of says like suicide isn't the answer to your pain. It's only moving it. Um, lives that you're affecting, lives that you're changing, moving the pain, you know, it's just a different direction or something, however the bar goes. And it's true. It's like you're only moving the pain to other people that don't deserve it um, because of an action that you did. Like you can go to those people who would feel that pain and hopefully pick yourself up through them or uh, suicide isn't the answer for sure. And I've let's just say this. I've called the suicide hotline twice in my life. So how do you lift yourself out of feeling like that? Being in that hole. Sadly, sometimes it is the substances. I won't lie. Like some kush, some alcohol, whatever is around. Call my mom. I have people in my life, like yourself, where if I was feeling down, I could text and be like, yo, I just need like help or someone to call or hang out. And it's like, I know, just like Dave too, which is lucky that I live with someone who likes this, um, that I know I could call upon to help me if I'm ever like grim or even just like need to be around somebody for a while. The way I would get over it, to be honest, is like how we talked earlier. I'd listen to music. I'd you know watch one of my favorite movies. I'd turn on Boogie Nights or Midnight in Paris or Swingers and just kick back and watch like 15, 20 minutes of it and just remember that I've had plenty of good times with certain songs, certain movies that it's like I can immediately kind of like bring myself up through the art that I appreciate. And I think that that's something that people um, should do is like, take into the things that they actually like really appreciate in life like I could call my mom I could call you I could call Dave like I said but it's really also the the beautiful things in life that you have to remind yourself about it's not like you're you should never be so in a hole where that's the only thing that is like on your mind without like thinking of other people but like I said mental health is a son of a bitch and you never know what people can do unless you talk to them about it or they're willing to talk to you about it you know absolutely well, thank you for sharing that. No problem. Last question. Let's if do you it. don't mind. Let's do it. I, think I hope it's a I fucking upbeat one. <laughs> uh, not really. Okay. Let's yeah, go. Uh, you you no. got to think of one upbeat one before we go. No, nah, this, this is all right. Okay. Where do you go from here? Where Where do I go from here? I don't know. I don't know how much longer I'll be in San Francisco. I don't know if that's something that is coming up not soon, but in the next like six months to a year, or the fact that a relationship eventually if that ever fucking works out for me and try to see like if that's like the route that I want to pursue I really don't know personally I just want to like keep improving my state of mind my health and grind on the creative ventures that I think can help get me to the place I want to be not even career wise or anything but more just get me to the place where I want to be stimulation wise where I feel like I'm outputting something that I care about and that I think you know, even if 12 people care, like we've always said in the podcast, like even if 10 people listen and I make fucking three people laugh a week, like the, it's worth it for me to keep doing it. And it's really just me getting in my own way and either being like too lazy or just too like in my own head about things. It's just like stand up and stuff like that, too. I would love to do that again. I would love to put out the things I make more often. And I've been writing more and I've been trying to like focus on that kind of stuff. And I think being healthy and pursuing those things too are leading me to have more energy, feel better about myself and also like pursue those without being so in my head. And I think that 2020 for me in particular, I hope to go into it feeling better about myself and then make that the year of like knocking down the blockades mentally um, once I'm physically there. So like try to do stand up, try to like not be so in my head. And I think just being, 27 and being like as old as I am now you just kind of have a better grasp on who you are as a person it's like I used to say on the podcast like I can't wait till I wake up and I'm 30 and I'm like my life's figured out because it just seems like you kind of have it in control around then in some fucking way I hope but yeah I'm starting to feel a little bit more uh satisfied with who I am and also satisfied with like what I have to give and yeah, absolutely uh to quote a great philosopher uh Megan the Stallion oh please she said if she don't lick the balls, she ain't really wifey. 
So I will make sure that that's on my resume for future wifey. I've it got. Has I to will. Be. When do you think that she must lick the balls by? I Megan. mean, <laughs> well, you you get right to it pretty fast. Like you meet a chick. I don't want to put you on blast. No, you're putting you me on. Edit I mean, it. No, no, but you but know, no, but, but, but you, know, you, you meet talk? a chick within a week. You're smashing. So it's like, I don't know. Why? I don't know. I feel I'm old school. About ten years removed from this thing. Give it some time. I I like to give it some you time. Some I like time. I like a third fourth date. Like oh now we're gonna have sex. You know we've did some like making out. Maybe some fi- some hand play. You know. You're all about that finger blasting. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's where we should uh, end this episode of the podcast. Next yeah. week. Next week. Wait 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 wait. Before before you do that, I have a gift for you. You have a gift for me. Yes, I have a gift. Oh, he's the gonna give it to me on that? pad. So if you if you don't live in San Francisco, Uh-oh. you don't really know how hard it is to get certain items. You have to oh. literally leave, you know. Yes, because we can't have certain flavored yes, items yes, in yes, the yes. city. Oh, so, wow. This man's you know, brought got, me a care package from the East Bay. The far from East sweet, Bay. The far East Bay. Tracy. Oh, it's mango. You got me a mango. <laughs> it's mango. This guy, they're in season this somewhere. They brought me a fucking mango swisher. You're I welcome. feel disrespected. Well, they didn't have the peach. So I was like, I'm just glad I'm that you okay. You made it up for it because you, you know, know I like peach. Okay, mango. I was like, you got peach. You're like, nah, we got mango. So I was like, you know, fuck it. Give to it show here. you, I'm gonna use it. I'm gonna open it. Okay, yeah. this is me opening it. I also, I was, I was planning on smoking a cigar. Oh, you should have done that. You should have smoked that cigar. But like all that uh, from cleaning out the garage, it got my my lungs oh, fucked that up. That smells dismal. Smell that. Does that not give you a headache? Not really. And right on time. That is right on that time. Is that is the wife, guys. Next week we're gonna interview Leonard on the podcast. We are going to sit back, get to know him a lot better. Hopefully, he's around for a lot more episodes in the future. I just want to say thank you so much for being here, Leonard. No problem. How's Corey? She's in the car waiting to yeah, pick you up. Yeah, she, she texted me two minutes ago talking about come out. And then she called me. I text you. I'm here. I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, I shit. You do not want to get her upset. Guys, it has been a blast. Leonard, thank you so much for being yes, here. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, make we're, it a thing. No problem. We're going to make it a thing. Tuesdays are legendary. Guys, next week we'll be in a different location. And as well as that, we will be back with a brand new episode of Two Broke for Therapy in which we sit back, stick to the structure, hang out with Leonard. Guys, it's been real. It's been fun. Remember, keep an eye on your mental health. Stay positive. Positive push. Positive energy. Yes. Have fun. Keep being you. And if anyone tells you to do differently, tell them to go fuck themselves. Too, too broke for therapy. Bang boys. This is a long ass outro. I gotta go. Yeah, you go. You go. This is my <laughs> outro. Shout out to everybody in the UK. Shout out to one person in Arizona. Shout out to everybody all over the fucking greater United States area. Sammy in New York. Shout out to the fucking click boy. Shout out to the fucking clip bait. Shout out to all the cats in the neighborhood fucking doing everything they're doing out there. I saw a raccoon on my roof the other night. Tell that guy to go fuck himself. Keep being you. Keep believing in yourself like I do. Love you. High five from Leonard. See you tomorrow at work. I'll see you sweaty in the morning. And next week, we'll get sweaty with Leonard on the second episode of season four of Two Broke for Therapy. O-A-K-L-E-S.
Bang. <laughs> Motherfuckers. <laughs>